All right, well, welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. This is episode 38 of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley, and today we have on the show Terry Williams, a.k.a. Terry the Trainer, who um, owns a, a gym facility with his wife. They're about to open up a restaurant. He's a father. He's a husband, director of volunteers at Lakewood Center. He does a lot of really, really cool things, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. So, Terry, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, no doubt pleasure to be here yeah for sure so how do you do all of those things so successfully and so well it just seems like it comes very natural to you what's the secret for you with that uh man i would say i'm still learning in the process and i think that that's yeah. that's the most beautiful part of the journey is that anything new you take on you're learning it as you're doing it um mm. so i don't know if i can really speak so much to Oh, how to do things super successfully, but I will yeah. say that I think that a lot of people shy away from doing things. So I'd say mm -hmm. do it afraid. Do it even though yeah. you feel a little bit of hesitation, you feel a little bit of fear. If you feel called to do it, you got to go yeah. do it. Um, yeah. So there's, there's kind of a little bit of checking the spirit to kind of see if it's, mm -hmm. this is what I want to do and I'm being stubborn, I'm going to beat my head against a brick wall to do it, or if it's something you're genuinely called to do. And if it's something you're called to do, you got to just dive in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When you say do it afraid, like, how do you do it afraid, though? You know, like, how do you take that step to just like jump in the water, even though you're still afraid? Like, is it is the key having somebody behind you to push you in, you know, or is it a, a mind thing, a mindset thing? For me, doing it afraid means doing it without any pressure, doing mm -hmm. it with the admission that you have felt all the hesitation, all the reservations, all of the OMG, what if this doesn't work? Yeah. And you've really taken that deeper dive and you've felt that confirmation and that conviction of this is definitely something that I'm supposed to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I was made to do. Then it's like, okay, God, well, pressure's off of me, right? And yeah. so that's the way I look at it. And then there's also a, there's a great lyric by one of my favorite artists, KB. And I don't want to butcher it. I won't try to quote it word for word, but he says something to the effect of, um, uh, do it for my children that's ROI that never fails mm. and says like if my businesses go under and my property don't sell I did it for the king and served my people and my soul as well you know wow. I just and I, again I could have totally butchered that lyric but the point behind it I remember how uh, that makes me feel when I hear it and that resonates yeah. with me and it means something to me you know what I mean I think that yeah Doing it afraid means doing it, knowing that you're doing it for the right reasons with clear and proper motives. And it's something that's going to help people, the people that you serve and interact with on a daily basis, the people who become clients or customers, uh, the yeah. people that are at home with you, your family. And if you're mm -hmm. doing things for the right purpose, it, it can't fail. Yeah, I love that. And I'm curious, too, like you and your wife work together in so many different things. And I love that about your ministry and your relationship. What are some of your favorite things about your wife and why is it do you think that you guys work so well together and make a great team in business as well as in life? Well, you can't catch a touchdown as a wide receiver without a good quarterback. Hmm. And I think the same is true in marriage. The same is true in business. It's all about kind of uh, two people working together, sticking to their core competency, playing their position, being in their lane. So uh, with Ashley and I, we just each have our own lane. She's good at things that I'm terrible at. 
and I appreciate <laughs> you saying, oh, this guy's successful at this and that. I would be so not successful at anything having to do with an Excel spreadsheet. Like, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ashley is a logistical mind. She is a type A personality. She has experience in banking prior to us doing this gym thing together. Um, and she's so good at doing the business end of things mm -hmm. that basically I can defer to her on choosing the right accountant and mm -hmm. working with taxes and all mm -hmm. of those kinds of things. Whereas I'm going to program the workouts and hold the off-season training camps for our pro athletes and teach yeah. the classes for our everyday Joes and design some fire t-shirts so we can keep mm -hmm. hot apparel released and that kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that kind of the secret sauce there is just uh, is teamwork. And it's the two yeah. of us each having very different positions on the team, but playing together as a team for the team to win. That's awesome. Has she always been really good at that stuff? Or is that something she learned and then you had the idea, you know, to open up the restaurant or, you know, start the gym and then you guys just came together? Are these skill sets that you've always had or did you develop them over time? Uh, I think that she was definitely born for business. I am a dreamer, visionary, creative. Um, I get more scientific, of course, when it comes to like programming workouts. And that's what I went and did school for and that kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as like the work in ministry, that's just more like a heart thing, you know. Uh, yeah. But I would say that definitely I was born with a passion for um, community, connectedness with other people, smiling, bringing people some joy, <laughs> and finding yeah. fun, creative ways to interact with people. And she was definitely born with a knack for, okay, this is how we get this wheel turning. This is how we mm. build systems and organize processes. And so then we can have a, a system. So I basically awesome. dream up, it would be really dope to have a big old train. <laughs> and she's like, okay, we got to construct that. Here's how we put it on a track. Here's how we raise the funding to make that even possible. Here's the type of yeah. wheels we need to use because they're more affordable than those wheels. And we need to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I don't think that she uh, had acquired skill set with what she's mm -hmm. good at. I think it's what she's innately good at. I think it's what she That's was made cool. to do. Um, as far as the gym thing, interesting story. So I was working at a gym as a mm -hmm. personal trainer. I had gotten in. Uh, without my certification and was working toward my certification. So it was kind of on a probationary period. So I was answering the wow. phones at this public gym and running uh, towel service down to the basement to do laundry and bringing it back to members' lockers and uh -huh. dreaming that one day I'd be able to train people. So I was able to start getting into training and things went really well. So I started doing personal training and teaching classes and that kind of deal. And one day I'm like, man, you know what? I enjoy being in the gym environment, but I, I want my own gym. But I, yeah. thought, I thought for me that'd be like five, ten years off whenever I figure I know enough to get it started. Ask yeah. you, on the other hand, being business-minded, one day was like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of banking because I feel like I wake up every morning to go help a bank make more money. This is silly. Yeah. This isn't. You know, like she liked yeah. her career and the daily undertakings of it, but wasn't passionate about the exact lane she was in. And I was experiencing yeah. the same thing where I was like, I like working at a gym, but I don't want to use this equipment for these yeah. people and work <laughs> under this boss. I want to do my thing. And yeah. so together we collectively decided, like, let's quit our jobs and go for it. So mm. that's how that's it got cool. started. So talk about what makes the league different from other gyms in the nation. Why are you guys so unique? 
definitely because we stick to our guns on just loving people well. So mm -hmm. we definitely educate people on how to get functional movement into their lives and get onto a solid program and everything. But the thing that has definitely set us apart has been the community. And mm -hmm. people will people will commend us for the community we built, but I'm gonna say, I just feel blessed that that kind of stuff came to us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you put in the effort to try to, to get something going and you want it to be in line with the vision that you had for it initially. But then, yeah. you know, God just shows up and blows your mind sometimes. And um, yeah, we just have a great community. Like our, our clients feel a sense of connectedness to each other and they mm -hmm. love each other. So like our Saturday morning classes, for example, are lit. It'll be two back-to-back yeah. hype classes. <laughs> They're not competing with each other, bad-mouthing each other, trying to outdo yeah. each other. They're running around high five and smiling. And then after they get done with the workout, they're headed out to brunch together too and hanging out. That's cool. We've had people come through the league together and now they're married to each other having kids. It's insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, so you're basically a dating service as well, kind of. <laughs> I, it's kind of been going that direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but That's I awesome. mean, I just, I really, I, I definitely feel like the difference is, um, and obviously we take a unique approach to it because there's the ministry component as well. The league is not a ministry. The league is just mm -hmm. a gym. But Ashley yeah. and I both having a heart for ministry, obviously we have a heart for people and we love sure. people. And I think that just anything that we ever touch is going to carry a little bit of that in it you know what i mean mm -hmm. whether it's mm -hmm. a gym or it's a restaurant or it's something else that in the future we end up stepping into a lane of i think ultimately with or without the hang cleans the sprints the tire flips the kettlebell swing yeah. it's gonna be we love you and we're excited that you're here and yeah. we're gonna crank up a turned up playlist and go hard with you <laughs> because we're happy you're here just loving on people yeah that's cool you know, one thing about the league that um, I really like just watching you, I've been following you for a while on Instagram. Zach Wendell, I interviewed not too long ago. And, and I saw the Yeah. And so that's how I started following you, actually. And I just love your stuff. Like, I love seeing the 5.30 a.m. gym times, you know, you're going around and people are high-fiving each other and doing their, their circuits and stuff. Um, but I really like the way you collaborate with people um, and also sports teams. I feel like you have such a gift of connecting with people and you said it that you love you guys love to love people well and I want to ask you when it comes to collaboration like what is the mindset you have because you guys are one gym that's worked with a lot of different major sports teams in the city of Houston mm -hmm. and that's one thing that sets you guys apart but how do you collaborate and not make it about you because I think like in today's day and age there's a lot of people that want to connect with brands you know mm -hmm. I know you do some stuff for Lululemon yeah. but it's all about using them as leverage for yourself mm -hmm. but how do you successfully collaborate with the focus of people and not you in 2019 yeah so man I hate that it's going to sound redundant but I think it all really goes back to loving people well I feel like mm -hmm. in the beginning stages when I was younger and just getting started I definitely wanted to build my brand. Uh, yeah. so the terminology I was using at that time was build my empire. You know, <laughs> yeah. and there's this whole thing of like, you know, carrying myself as if I'm a humble person, but really I'm just out here trying to serve me. You know what I mean? I was trying to grow yeah. like whatever I can do to boost my personal platform is what I was into. And yeah. uh, I was able to work with a couple of athletes and that was cool. But then it, when it started to really take off and it produced like this effect of like, 
this athlete knows that athlete is referring him because he liked his experience here for offseason mm -hmm. started to really grow i started to yeah. really realize like man these are more people that i need to really love well and mm -hmm. working with the whole athlete i was actually like on a trip with lululemon last week and speaking to a group of elite athletes and wow. reminding them that like you're incredible at what you perform in doing as a physical yeah. skill set but i'm not here to speak to that i'm here to speak to the whole athlete like you as a person as a grown man as a father as a husband like how do mm -hmm. i take care of you um yeah it was about five years ago when we first started the league that i really switched gears and really started to actually focus on and this is with the athletes but also with the everyday joes it's just mm -hmm. am i really actually loving this person well am i investing in them like at the end of my ride when i'm in a casket i feel like the value <laughs> of my life is, yeah. is directly correlated with the value that i invested into the lives of others which had a positive yeah. impact on their lives yeah. and when i got that and that clicked it was like you know what forget building some booming empire where i train a whole bunch of pro athletes i'm yeah. cool with training a few that i actually enjoy going deep with and 99.7% of my clients can be the average everyday Houstonian yeah. who comes in to train at the gym or the many yeah. folks in the online community that I'm able to just kind of send some home workouts to and create some content yeah. then to get down on. But really, for people to train with me, it's like, you know that I actually care. Hmm. I care. I care about, you know, you having proper form and working hard. There's yeah, not like a there's not a license to slack, but I yeah. care so much more about how you're actually doing today. Yeah. What your goal is like your goal ain't really to lose 10 pounds. It's, right. it's cute that you want to do that for the summer. <laughs> but if you got some issues with liking yourself and being OK with some things mm -hmm. and some some room for growth, I, I'm going to be that one that calls out that greatness. I see in you that you don't see in you yet, because one wow. day I want you to see that greatness in you. That's powerful because you know what is interesting about what you said is that I think a lot of people, they want to build a brand. They want to build their own empire, you know, because they know that that's a great thing to do in 2019. But my mom says it's cute. <laughs> that's funny what you said. But um, I, I think that, um, gosh, my mom made me lose my train of thought. But I, I love what you said because, yeah, you want to build a brand. You want to build an empire. But people can sniff out when you're doing it for you versus yeah. when you really do care about them as people. Authenticity and, is everything. Yeah, truthfully. And I just applaud you and your wife for what you're doing because you can tell like over a long period of time when it, when the message is consistent and when the love for people is consistent, like the fake stuff will weed out over time, but you guys' consistency as you've built what you've built is great. And so I just applaud you guys for that. Um, and thank you for what you're doing for sure. But um, I also want to ask you too, just about your involvement with young adults. And, yeah. you know, this is a podcast for millennials who want to yeah. make an impact in their community. So I'm curious, you know, all the years that you've spent serving young adults, serving millennials, what is a pattern that you see in today's culture that you wish was different? Maybe something that you could speak into um, that, that in order to help millennials in today's culture. Yeah. First of all, I'm not trying to be funny, but I think it's awesome that now I'm a millennial because when I was a kid, <laughs> I'm 33 years old, by the way. So when I was a kid, uh -huh. I was told that my generation was Generation Y, 
we were the ones that came after Generation X, and we were the ones that were asking questions, pushing the envelope, super curious. They were called Generation uh -huh. Y. But then they just like <laughs> rezoned this thing and drew new lines. And they're like, oh, if you were born in 1985, you're actually a millennial. <laughs> but I'm, I'm 33, looking at people like on our staff at the gym that are 23, like you're a millennial. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Uh, I agree with you on that. From working with young adults in several capacities, um, most of our staff at the gym being young adults, to uh, the guy that we're working with to do this restaurant, a brilliant dude named Jason Howard. He is, gosh, 30, 30 on the nose. Um, and wow. then also here at Lakewood Church um, in the young adults ministry that I've like kind of been a leader in for a long time. I'd say from being around young adults in the lane in which they're hustling, they're trying to grind, they're looking to build something. Yeah. I do think that one thing that I wish was different in young adult culture, and this is not to blame people, this is mm -hmm. to blame societal norms and the weight that they carry. Mm -hmm. It's gonna sound redundant, it's gonna sound like something you've heard before, but it's really something I wish people would focus more on. Yeah. We care way too much about what other people think of us. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know if it started with reality TV becoming a big deal um, yeah. and then maybe just grew over time as things like Instagram became a thing. But I I'll say I can relate and connect with it because, again, 10 years ago, I was in that hamster wheel. I sure. had to be liked and respected. I didn't uh, see success as being happy. I saw success as being considered to be the best in the game. So that's what I was gunning mm -hmm. for with everything yeah. in me. Whereas now I'm like, why would I, I actually posted something recently where a good friend of mine, Megan Harding had said this at a conference and I really mm -hmm. feel this is true. She said something like, uh, everybody's gotta be a brand now. Like you can't even post your mama on your Instagram because she's not on brand. And so <laughs> everybody's protecting their image so hard. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah. I shared some, some content about the trip I took uh, last week to go speak with an incredible group of athletes. I'll yeah. share some content on occasion when um, I'm asked to speak a message at my church or, you know, things like that. But for me, it's not about like, oh, this is a highlight moment. Let me make sure I capture that. I'm going to mm -hmm. also post my family walks. Like, right, <laughs> right, me, right. Me and the boys go for a little walk through the neighborhood. And I'm like, look, man, if you you wanted to see like a demo on how to properly do a hand clean today or you wanted to hear something <laughs> inspirational like today ain't that day because i'm out here with my kids and y'all gonna right. see this part of my life too you know and ironically people connect yeah. more with that mm. and i don't do that yeah for likes i don't show off my kid to be like hey he's cute so give me likes mm -hmm. but at the same time just i think that people see vulnerability People see something candid, people see something mm -hmm. real, and they connect with that so much more easily than if I'm just trying to sell something or talk people into something that I want sure. them to perceive uh, me as cool for sharing. Yeah, that's really good. And um, you just have so much like wisdom in your mindset. And, and I appreciate, I appreciate you, you're 33. I'm 29, gonna be 30 this year. Dope. And it's just cool to meet people that are like, doing stuff and have accomplished as much as you guys have accomplished at your age. It's like, oh, that's like three years from now. Like, what could be like three years from now, you know? Um, so just thank you for what you're doing. And I'm curious about your restaurant that's yeah. opening. Uh, like, 
where is it being built? What inspired, like, what makes this restaurant different? Like, tell us a little bit about it and yeah, when it's sure. not when it's opening and stuff like that. So the restaurant is a little different from how we set up the league. So with the league, Ashley and I own it outright 100%. We founded it. Uh, the restaurant, this was a dope idea that was kind of already in the works from other parties. And we were kind of, you know, talking with them, connecting with them over time. And then the opportunity came to join the ownership group, uh, make an investment, retain a piece of equity stake in it. So this was exciting because it's a whole different lane. Yeah. Uh, so we have like an advisory role, Ashley and myself, helping out with the marketing, making suggestions, helping just kind of as business minds. Mm -hmm. uh, run the operations in a way without being super hands-on so we won't yeah. be in there waiting tables we're not hiring and firing people okay we okay. are basically on the business side of it um it's uh jason howard a name i mentioned a few minutes ago he has a restaurant called jackson's which is right on a lakefront yeah. and it's beautiful and really? we went and it's a really dope date night vibe it's yeah. not too artsy fartsy, super fancy, but then it's not too downplayed either. It's just, it's a really cool little posh spot. And so he had a vision of taking his thing that's out in the suburbs and bringing it into the city. And so we're mm -hmm. doing this restaurant in the River Oaks area. Um, so it's uh, West Timer at Kirby. It's a pretty popping little intersection here in Houston. Um, okay. um, and we're excited. So we're, we're basically expanding. It's not just a restaurant. It's going to be five mm -hmm. concepts under one roof. So we're calling it five central. Wow. So it'll be wow. a restaurant, but then there'll also be a dinner theater and wow. things like that. So that's awesome. Cool. And when does it open? Pretty soon under construction. Okay. Currently, 60% uh, okay. of it is done. Uh, yeah. A little awesome. under half of it is still being worked on. So one, uh, for anybody who owns a small business or is looking to start a small business, something you uh -huh. should know, things take time, be patient <laughs> with them. So yeah. uh, when we were getting the league started, uh, seven times we were denied on a lease. And it took Whoa. that eighth time to finally sign a lease and get started. Now wow. with this restaurant thing, it's kind of a different story. This is... Okay. Uh, we're more established. The other parties that are involved in the ownership group are more established. Getting a lease mm -hmm. wasn't an issue, but now it's mm -hmm. you're leasing a bigger, better, more elaborate thing in a really yeah. nice area of town, and now you got to yeah. build this thing out. So, got it. Like very I, cool. You know, learning with anything and being patient with anything. But yeah. very soon, I'll be able to communicate a launch date as soon as we know. That's awesome. Well, congratulations for that. And thank you again for joining us and just being a guest on this show. And I think a lot of people were encouraged by you, your wife, your family, what you're doing. If you don't follow Terry, please follow him because he's the real deal. Follow his wife, Ashley, as well. I follow her and their kids are great. Um, Terry, any final words of wisdom as we close out? Uh, I always like to remind people, uh, and I don't know who this is for, but I like to remind people that your goals can't run away from you. Your goals are sitting in one spot on whatever shelf you've put them on. First thing is level up to those goals and understand it's not out of reach. It's not too far over your head. It's not too far away from you. Your goal is wherever you set it. So if you say, I'm going to do it this year, <laughs> like what if you kind of sort of get close and don't quite get it and you end up in a 
better spot anyway and can revise yeah. your deadline, right? So get your goals, but then reach first, but understand this key principle. Your goals cannot run away from you, but you can run full speed toward them. And if you're mm. committed to doing that, you're eventually going to catch it. That's so good. Thank you, Terry. So if they want to follow you on Instagram, it's at Terry the Trainer. Any other places that they should be staying in touch with you, your wife, what you guys you know, are up to? The main thing is is the Instagram. Uh, I'm not yeah. super complicated with it. I don't have five or six different <laughs> places for you to catch me. I'm easy to okay. find at Terry the Trainer with no punctuation in it uh, right okay. here on the gram. And uh, we'll have some other really exciting stuff coming really soon that I wish really? I could share on. But, hey, all that okay. information is going to get kicked through the gram anyway. So if people oh. are, are, are connecting with me on the gram, just know that you're not followers, you're family, because that's how yeah. I get down. Uh, don't be shy to DM me your fitness questions or your faith questions or even your prayer requests. Um, I know that I'm speaking to on millennials in ministry. I know I'm speaking to a community that's uh, yeah. like-minded. These are people of faith. So I want y'all to know you can absolutely reach out. Um, but yeah, let, let's connect. Let's grow together. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Appreciate you, Terry. Thank you so much for your time. Have an awesome day. Appreciate you too. Take care. Awesome Bye. Bye.